This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Comedy alive from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not telling lies about the safety and security of our southern border. Kamala Harris sitting down with Chuck Todd yesterday on Meet the Press in a year where two million people are about to cross the southern border. The vice president saying it's totally secure. Stop lying to us. I mean, man, oh boy, oh man. Jim Jordan is going to be here to throw the challenge flag. He will discuss the dereliction of duty by the Biden administration. We will also hear from Texas congressional candidate Wesley Hunt and Lincoln Fela, George from Queens, my son, Going to join us at the very end of today's show to preview his very first high school football game. The Linkman season kicking off today at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. Going to be the Linkman, and of course there will be plenty of cheerleaders out there as well. Hubba, hubba. 888-788-9910 if you want to help us break the huddle. On a very busy Monday after the uh, episode of the show, 888-788-9910. Welcome back. Good to be here. Uh, crazy news weekends. A lot going on with the Queen. Uh, obviously, a somber day of remembrance yesterday here in New York for 9-11. Uh, also a somber day because the New York Jets kicked off their season, which, of course, is always <laughs> never good. Uh, but, of course, the big discussion as we get underway is Kamala and her sit-down with Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. That was absolutely dreadful. Now listen, man. Okay. So a lot of Kamala Harris faces, you know, a lot of criticism. You know, people say she speaks in word salad. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's completely underqualified for the job. But to be fair, people are only saying that because they've been paying attention. Bingo. Okay, she's a mess. And I don't take any joy in telling you that because she's the vice president of the United States. Okay, she's the next person in line. There could be a morning where you get out of bed one day and have to say the words President Kamala. No, God, no, God, please, no, no, no. I really do think that was the one stroke of brilliance by the entire Biden campaign. You've heard people say this kind of as a joke, but it's kind of true. Like, there's never going to be a 25th Amendment move to get Biden out of office. Like, he could literally get out there and, and just start telling people he's Batman. Batman? I'm, I'm Batman. And they're going to move on before they bring in Kamala. Like, what do you mean? This guy quits talking in the middle of a sentence. 
He's shaking hands with invisible people. He just said he was Batman. And the White House is going to be like, <laughs> next question. Okay, Kamala Harris is a disaster, okay, by any objectionable metric. And when she starts talking about the border being secure, you got to understand where we are, man. Okay, this is like a front and center issue for me because the fentanyl is the leading killer of adults in this country. I care. I care. I'm new enough to this gig that I want us to prioritize things that affect you, and I want to prioritize them in a way that brings about change. My job is not to just get you mad at whatever the other political party happens to be. My job is to, I don't know, maybe be a talk show host. We could have a couple of laughs and, you know, take in the news. And, yes, maybe become a force for good, positive change in this country just through the sheer will of us being cool, not through any type of political activism. I'm just trying to speak to reason when I get on the air every day. And the fact that the leading killer of adults in this country is fentanyl and we're not discussing it really is a failure of the Biden administration. Tell it like it is. Okay, and when you talk about Kamala Harris, you know, pivoting straight to political mode, she said yesterday with a straight face, okay, this is fascinating, but she starts this interview by telling us that the Democrats have delivered big time, big time for the American people. This is clip nine. In 2020, the American people put their trust in Democrats. And over these last 18 months, Democrats have delivered. Let me rephrase that. Over these last 18 months, Democrats have delivered big time. (laughs) I mean, dude. Democrats have delivered what? They've turned the border into a billion-dollar industry. Inflation was 1% when they took office. Inflation's now 9%. The price of gas was $2 lower. Okay, right now, 70% of Americans think the country is headed in the wrong direction. You want to know why? It's because the president and the vice president are driving a clown car. Seriously, you could fit 70% of Americans into the car. If you're going to do clown stuff like that. But again, this is part of a calculated decision they have made. They made an internal decision like four weeks ago. I told you about this on the show. We're 57 days from the midterms. They're like, all right, 57 days from the midterms. Nobody wants to vote for Biden. Nobody wants him to run again in 2024. He's polling at a historically low level. Okay, we have to make a calculated decision here. Do we just get the guy the heck out of the way and just pretend he doesn't exist while we're out on the campaign trail? Or do we try, what if, come on, listen to me, what if we try to tell the American people that it's actually working? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But that's the decision they made. You understand? They started trotting Biden out last week to start yelling about ultra MAGA. Screaming and yelling, or we're domestic terrorists. We're going to get to him because yesterday on 9-11, 9-11, he starts lecturing us again about domestic terrorists as if there's any comparison between January 6th and anything being said in a 4chan chat room and what went on at the Twin Towers. Again, a lot of clown stuff. Okay, but no bigger red nose moment, no bigger size 16 shoe moment than Kamala Harris telling Chuck Todd that the border's secure. Okay, this is next level sociopath stuff because you understand the border is wide open. We're on pace to have five million people cross by the time Biden has finished two years in office. We're well on our way to two million this year. This is disgusting. This is clip 37. Would you call the border secure? The border is secure. But we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, 
and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f***ing question. Seriously, comma. And when you do this pivot, okay, because what is she really saying? Says, well, is the border secure? If you want her official answer to the question, we have a secure border in that it's a priority for our nation. So is the border secure? The answer would be no. Come on, man. Telling us it's a priority doesn't mean it's happening. Okay, when I was 19, my number one priority was to bang Cindy Crawford. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. It doesn't mean I could claim it was happening. Do you understand? Okay, but that's what you're dealing with here. Next level clown stuff. Is the border secure? Well, it's a priority to make it secure. And then you understand the pivot to the last four years. There was an internal calculation made a few weeks back. They pay these you know, political strategists tens of millions of dollars. The Biden administration off the heels of an Inflation Reduction Act, an Inflation Reduction Act. That was the name of the bill. Did it reduce inflation? <laughs> The Congressional Budget Office says it will be uh, inflation negative. It's going to drive up inflation. So inflation positive, I guess, is the term. In the short term, inflation is going to go up between now and the year 2026. Okay, in the long term, inflation is expected to be slightly, slightly higher at the end of this bill. We're talking like 0.01%. But the point is, at no point in the bill does the Inflation Reduction Act reduce inflation. What a fraud. Okay, and they're not even talking about inflation now that it's been passed. They're talking about what? Oh, it's a climate change bill. We are. We passed the biggest climate change bill in the world. This is a big deal. Yo, if climate change was a big deal, They wouldn't have passed the bill under the name of inflation. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Think about that. If climate change is important, you don't have to shoehorn it into an Inflation Reduction Act. You call it the climate change bill. If I was passing a bill called free beer and strippers, I got to be honest with you. I'm not going to title it anything, but free beer and strippers and every dirtbag pervert man in Congress is going to come right running after me to support it. The climate change spending was going to drive up inflation. The bill is a fraud, as is climate change. Climate change is a fraud. Nobody has any proof to you that man is causing the weather to change. We don't have that. In fact, back in the day, if somebody told you they could control the weather, you called them a crazy person and locked them up. He knows what he's talking about. Climate change, no different than the vaccine, can't spread from person to person or masks work. They rely on social pressure. How dare you? You're going to get people killed. Shame on you. That's what climate change is. Climate change is no different than what they told you with the vaccine. Remember the shame video? Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. I'm surrounded by idiots. Now, remember, every one of those people, shame, stop coddling these people, F your freedom. Every one of those people 
was wrong. Correct, Mundo. They were wrong. And that's what climate change is. Again, it's self-righteousness. How dare you? But that's what they do. That's all they have. They're arguing feelings over facts. Okay? But understand, to take it back to the big picture discussion we're having, climate change, the bill was a scam. But they still decided to sell it as a success. Same thing they're doing with student loan forgiveness. Student loan forgiveness... Okay, think about this. Student loan forgiveness is forcing people who didn't take out college loans to pay for the people who did. That is financial lunacy. Thank you. Okay, financial lunacy. It's not popular. Nobody likes it. But the media was out there writing articles. Oh, Biden's on a hot streak. Two bills in a row. The media is a bunch of losers. Are they ever? Two bills in a row. But they made an internal calculation that, no, no, you know what? Well, hell, hey, listen. It's going to be really hard for everybody to run in the midterms and pretend we don't have a Democrat in power at a time when 70 percent of the country thinks we're going in the wrong direction. So let's change the conversation to MAGA, 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 MAGA. Do you remember the Garfield Halloween special back in the day? Candy, 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 candy. That's the Democrats right now. MAGA, 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 MAGA. Listen to this Kamala clip again about the border really quickly. I just want you to hear one more time because the key dismount to this comment is the past four years, meaning Trump. Clip 37. Would you call the border secure? The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. I really want you to think about that dismount. So we understand politics. They don't want to run on their record. They're right, listen, they've run, the, they've run the country into the ground. If you're a Democrat, you're not my enemy. I'm not mad at you. Okay, I'm not, how dare you vote Democrat? I don't care. I don't care you vote. It's not my job. My job is to get on the air and be honest. It's all from the gut. And what a fine gut it is. I'm, st- I'm still eating right now. It's bad. It's out, it's out of control. That boy is a P-I-G pig. But do you understand? The Democrats, just so we're clear, they're running the country into the ground. Okay, running the country into the ground. Inflation's at a 40-year high. Gas is unaffordable. We've got a 35-year spike in murders. They're now telling us to openly advocate for the mutilation of children who at the age of five should be allowed to switch genders. Parents shouldn't even have any oversight as to whether or not they're using new pronouns in school. Everything's woke or it's racist if you're not supporting the woke stuff. But in terms of the substance that makes your quality of life good or bad, they have failed on every single level. So they want to talk about MAGA. So really quickly, let's just talk about MAGA. Okay, Kamala says the border situation is the end result of the deterioration of the last four years. In the last four years, illegal border crossings were down 80%, meaning the number of people coming to the country is not remotely close to what it is now. Nor were the cartels making a billion dollars by trafficking people into America because border crossing was a lot tougher to do. So you didn't have as many women getting raped along the border. You didn't have as many migrants drowning in the river. Okay, but that's why you hear things like the border's secure and it's all Trump's fault because the stats don't support them. So they just put on the red nose and keep clowning.
Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to Shopify.com/system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Talking about the southern border really quick. Mayor Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. One of my favorite clips I heard all weekend, and it was just a stampede of stupidity. Uh, over on CNN this weekend. CNN is the worst. We'll get into it. But here's Lori Lightfoot saying it's, you know, disrespectful and inhumane for Texas Governor Greg Abbott to be busing migrants to other locations. Of course, this happened, this statement, after Lori Lightfoot bussed migrants to some Illinois suburbs. Democrats are so full of crap. It's fascinating. This is clip 38. You don't treat people with this lack of respect, lack of dignity, putting them on buses to an unknown destination with very little food, very little water. They have uh, very little um, that they need um, when they're on these um, multiple uh, hour cross-country bus trips. That was embarrassing. Okay, you understand why that's embarrassing. I mean, not to her. She's a sociopath. We're living in the death of shame. Okay, Lori Lightfoot is busing migrants out of Chicago into Illinois suburbs. No different than D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. Okay? They both said, we're sanctuary cities. Give us your tired, your poor. You know, unless they actually show up, in which case, get them the f*** out of here. I don't want to see them. And that's what they did. They're again and again and again. They're yelling about Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott. Okay, the governor of Texas, is he the reason the Biden, the border's not secure? The answer would be no. There's a Freudian slip, by the way, because it is the Biden, okay, that is un, uh, you know, left the border in, in, unsecured. Okay, this is a disaster, man. People are dying. Fentanyl is killing. It's the leading killer in America. I got a 13-year-old kid. I got to be careful. Okay, when I was 13, you could do drugs. And you could tell from looking at me. Okay, but these days, it ain't that way. People take recreational drugs and die. Not junkies, people trying them for the first time. This should be the only thing we're talking about, and we're not going anywhere near it because it's a political liability. Instead, we're getting all these other, oh, the dignity, the busing, ah, just shut up. Okay, secure the border and shut your mouth. And until you do anything otherwise, get into the clown car with Kamala and Biden. <laughs> Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. 
His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, a guy you can hang out with in person. Saturday night, October 15th, I will be at the Bridgeview Center in Ottumwa, Iowa, girlfriend. Tickets for that available at Ticketmaster.com. I've never been to Iowa, but everybody's like, God, oh, Jimmy, you and Iowa don't mix. You're going to eat all this fried food. Your f- clothes ain't going to fit anymore. Hey, oh, the joke's on you. My clothes don't fit now. So bring on the elephant here. Bring on the butter cow. I'm not scared. The point is, Fox Across America crowd rolling into Ottumwa, Iowa, Saturday night, October the 15th, at the Bridgeview Center. You better be there. I'm missing my kids' football game for this. It's going to be a rowdy one. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. I was told I'm not allowed to promote the Vegas show anymore because they're, like, out of tickets and they want, like, a handful of tickets for walk-in sales to the people gambling in the casino who have to choose between Jimmy Fallon or the Bunny Ranch, you know, because they've lost all their gambling appetite. I don't know how that works, but the point is, yes, I'll be in Vegas November 5th uh, out at uh, the world-famous Red Rock Resort and Casino. Uh, But if you can't wait that long, get out to Iowa, October the 15th. It is a Saturday night. Those tickets available for you at Ticketmaster.com. Really quick. Couple more Kamala clips, and then I'm going to give you a little bonus Biden. I don't know what you did to deserve this. I don't mean to hit you with so much on a Monday, but it was a busy weekend in terms of media availability. Kamala sat down yesterday and, of course, did meet the press. Biden has his moment yesterday speaking out about 9 11. And again and again and again, the common thread here is what? Right wing bad. I want to talk about, you know, things going on to your quality of life. Your kid getting an education, your streets being secured. And we're going to be talking about this in the next break with Paul Morrow. You've heard him on the show before. He's a longtime member of the NYPD at a time when we're being told never forget. It's 9-11. Never forget. Okay, of course, I was here. My brother's a cop on 9-11. Okay, and I'm totally with you about the sanctity of the day. But do you understand the whole point of never forget is not to let it happen again. At a time when our southern border is unsecure. We've caught over 50 members of the terror watch the terror watch list at our southern border. That's the 50 we know about. That means more have gotten away. Meaning, have we forgotten? Yes, yes we have. In a lot of ways, what's the old adage? Defense wins championships. This is an administration that's not playing defense at the southern border where we happen to be most vulnerable as a country. Okay, Kamala said this to meet the press, you know, foreign and domestic enemies, which is a dog whistle for what? MAGA supporters. This is clip 29. This was a foreign terrorist attacking our democracy, attacking this country. We're now as a nation battling a threat from within. Is the threat Hmm. equal or greater than what we faced after 9-11? That's an interesting question. Um, I have held many elected offices as district attorney, attorney general, senator, now vice president, and there's an oath that we always take, which is to defend and uphold our Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We don't compare the two in the oath, but we know they both can exist, and we must defend against it. Come on, man. And what is she really, why do they keep saying domestic terror, domestic terror? 
folks, if you want to talk about this, let's talk about it, okay? The attack on January 6th, something every single conservative has condemned, every single one. Biden likes to say, oh, these MAGA Republicans, they're okay with violence. No, we were condemning violence all summer long in 2020. And when they tell you, oh, we've never seen attacks like this in Washington, they're lying. Dude, in the summer of 2020, just so you understand, left-wing protesters caused $2 billion worth of property damage. Forty people, 42 people died at those mostly peaceful protests. 42 people dead as a result of that chaos. $2 billion worth of property damage. Oh, by the way, they attacked the White House. They burnt down St. John. They didn't burn it down, but they set St. John's Cathedral on fire. Attacked the White House to the point that 50 Secret Service agents had to be medically treated after getting hit with bricks and rocks. The Secret Service itself forcing Donald Trump into a bunker beneath the White House. So you understand when the Democrats say, oh, we've we've never seen attacks like this in Washington, D.C. Okay, maybe they haven't because they pretended it didn't exist in the summer of 2020. But in terms of the rest of us, we were watching far worse political violence in Washington, D.C. all summer long. That's true. That is true. But they leverage this stuff because they want the moral high ground. They don't want the truth. They want the moral high ground. That's why they won't shut up about January 6th. They just announced that the next January 6th hearing is September the 28th. Oh, just in time for the midterms. MAGA. Okay, and again, bad, attacking the Capitol, not a thing we're on board with. But you can't draw a comparison between the domestic terrorism of the right and what we've seen on the left. The the right isn't chasing Supreme Court justices out of homes. The right didn't shoot up a congressional baseball game. The right didn't run over 42 white people in Waukesha, Wisconsin, after saying white people need to die. Nor was it the right running around Memphis, sadly, last week. In 10 different shooting incidents, all things considered, live streaming that white people needed to die. That was the end result of left-wing rhetoric telling everybody that whitey's out to get you. Okay, the God's honest truth is the Democrats are selling hate. They're forcing people to hate people on the premise that they're worth hating because they hate you. Nobody on the right hates anybody, and I take it so personally. I find it so disgusting, and it's so intellectually lazy that people are willing to sit there and hate somebody they've never even met. 74 million people have voted for Trump. Oh, they're all fascist. They're all racist. How lazy is it to make that assumption, to not even think a second further What if some of these people are black? What if some of these people are Jewish? Because tens of millions of them are. What if some of these people do all kinds of work with minority communities? With millions of them do. You know, what if these people just think differently than me and I'm being sold hate? Nobody asks themselves that question. Okay, we have no more critical thought. People aren't being taught how to think. They're being taught what to think. This is Joe Biden leading the charge, okay, September 11th, talking about democracy. We don't just stand up for it once a year. Here it is, clip 27. For always remember, the American democracy depends on the habits of the heart of we the people. That's how our constitution, we the people, and the habits of heart of we the people. It's not enough to stand up for democracy once a year. 
or every now and then. It's something we have to do every single day. So this is a day not only to remember, but a day of renewal and resolve for each and every American. And our devotion to this country, to the principles it embodies, to our democracy, that is who we owe those who remember today. That is what we owe one another. And that is what we owe future generations of Americans to come. You suck! Yo, we the people, we the people, together! Dude, this guy just gave a speech bathed in blood-red lights flanked by Marines, calling MAGA Republicans a threat to our very existence. I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm not an event planner. But if I was planning an event called Unity Party, I would not call everybody fascists on the RSVP. I would not expect them to save the date for me if I called them fascists in the invitation to my unity party. But the same guy who called 74 million Trump voters fascists a week ago is now telling me we the people. It's disgusting. It really is. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Here's the rest of it. We got to secure democracy. Clip 28. I have no doubt we will do this. We will meet this significant responsibility. We'll secure our democracy together as one America, the United States of America. That's who we are. That's who your loved ones were and why they gave so much. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Okay, the United States of America, he said, after calling anyone who disagreed on voter ID Jim Crow on steroids, he said, after calling this a pandemic of the unvaccinated, he said, after calling 74 million voters white supremacists and fascists. Long story short, Biden sucks. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America, your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Not only excited to have this next guest on, but patently shocked he'd come back a second time. We don't get a lot of repeat guests on this show. People come in once all excited, and they're like, never doing that again. But this gentleman, an attorney and a retired NYPD inspector and a damn good friend of the program, Paul Morrow, back on the show. Hey, man. How you doing, Jimmy? Uh, Better than your booker. I'm sure your booker's catching all kinds of hell for this appearance, right? Uh. She would be were I to have a booker. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're you're like me. You're overrating me. I have a doorman. I'm a dentist. Too funny. Well, listen, I'm going to dive right in. We had a great chat the last time you were on. And uh, you have a fantastic piece. It's on foxnews.com. It's about the anniversary of 9-11. And I want to start here. There's a lot to be said about the NYPD. But the question I wanted to ask you, okay, because the title is, Do Our Leaders Still Understand That Keeping Americans Safe Is Government's First Job? When it comes to a slogan like never forget, aren't we kind of forgetting by leaving the southern border as open as we are? Well, we obviously are. And, I, you know, I referenced that in the piece. And, you know, it's, uh, when I was asked to do something on 9-11, I looked out over the sort of security landscape, for lack of a better term. Yeah. It was the first thing that jumped out at me. And um, I did for more than half my career counterterrorism, Jimmy. I ran 
the counterterrorism operations for the PD, you know, in conjunction with the federal government. And one of the things you were always combating is who is this person? How did they get here? Okay, and I'm not talking about immigration issues. I'm talking about people who had made threats who were caught up in cases. They're very difficult to identify because in many instances they had sort of scammed their way into the country. Mm-hmm. And I address that in the piece because these days, obviously, you don't have to scam your way in. We'll welcome you in. We'll give you a cell phone, a hotel room, and uh, tell you how wonderful you are for, uh, you know, for having – Scammed your way into the country. Mm-hmm. But that's what's so crazy to me is like when you hear about people being apprehended on the terror watch list, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is the people who aren't apprehended. You know, when you hear we got them, that's a small percentage of the story. And I feel like in that regard, you know, the old adage in sports is defense wins championships. This is not a government that's playing defense, whether we're talking about the southern border. And I think you would even argue on the streets. Uh, do you feel like we have the adequate resources right now to play that defense for the common citizen? I will slice the salami here very thin and say we do have the resources okay. where we utilize them. Okay. Um, because it's not – I mean we're down in recruitment in, across the board in policing in general and um, you know, even the federal government in terms of law enforcement. And if at some point we may have to face the fact that um, we don't have the resources, I would argue we still have the, you know, the horses to run the race. We're just not mm-hmm. utilizing them. I mean in many instances mm-hmm. – the mechanism you need are still there. Yeah, They've just been scuttled. You know, They don't want to do it. And the border is a very, very good example. We have no idea who's coming in. And there are zillions, of, I'm sure, many, many articles that you've read mm-hmm. about terrorist entities coming in across the border. That was the case even when I was doing this work. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'd had, but Hezbollah is a very adept organization. They're sort of the you know, a team of the terrorist groups yeah. um, coming out of uh, Lebanon, supported by Iran. And they've, you know, utilized that border as, of course, you you would were you in their position. So we need to wise up. And unfortunately, we generally only wise up when something very bad happens. Yeah, it's the worst part. Paul Morrow is on the line. He's an attorney, retired NYPD inspector. You know, I'm always looking for a bright spot because I'm kind of like the family dog here at Fox. That's how well, I get calling by. me an attorney is not the bright spot. OK, <laughs> well, I was going to ask you this in a in a post 9-11 New York, which I know you were very much a part of. Uh, could we at least spare a word for George Bush throwing the greatest first pitch in the history of Major League Baseball? Are you a Yankee guy, a Met guy? Do you not care? No, I'm a Met guy. I grew up near Shea Stadium. Um, I was a Mets fan when the Mets was so bad, you could sneak into Shea Stadium and the guards didn't care because the place was three-quarters empty. No, They'd no give joke. you a mitt. Like, They'd give you a mitt and a bat on the way, oh, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. They let me back clean up. So um, I'm a Mets fan, but I do remember what you're talking about, and yep. God bless him, at least he reached a plate, um, which is more than we can say for so many guys who do that. Oh, it's so true. But I, I, I always think about that. And the, there's that moment of like there was a moment of pure unity in this country. And yes, sports was a centerpiece on that particular evening with the first pitch thrown out, of, you know, president thrown out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. But I think of that moment mainly because, of course, he was surrounded by Secret Service and the NYPD. And is there a world where you could ever explain to that post 9-11 Paul Morrow that you'd be living in a New York where the cops were constantly slandered under attack and at one point had their police budgets cut. Isn't it kind of mind-blowing when you juxtapose 21 years ago versus today? It is. And, um, you know, you're right on target. At the time, it's hard for people 
And, you know, you, you put your finger on a phenomenon that I think a lot of people don't understand is that um, a lot of the critics, like, let's, you know, let's pin out AOC. She's not the only one, but she sort of made herself the point of the spear, right? Yeah. She was something like nine years old mm-hmm. for 9-11. I mean, to her, it was a cartoon. And a lot of the people who are very, very critical and are hyper-aggressive um, in the defund movement mm-hmm. have no link to that period in our security history history they it's something that again happened well before they were cognizant of the world and so you know it's hard not to resent folks who say you don't understand police you don't understand border patrol we understand better even though at the time that that happened you know i had just crawled out of a crib yeah so uh, and that's a very common phenomenon most in many cases the most vociferous defunders are quite young yeah. and it's hard not to react in a way that as older people tend to we're all getting to be of a certain age i know you're yeah. a very young man but um you get to a point where you say you don't know what you're talking about and that's not really a good reaction because it doesn't convince so you have to be better and you have to do things like what i'm trying to do which is write pieces like the one you're talking about well no you nailed it it's 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 spot on and i the the bigger the the bigger like uh, it's a superficial point that I'll add to everything you said, just to fully encapsulate for people who weren't alive 21 years ago. You could put on a cop or a fireman uniform 21 years ago, walk into a bar, and you would actually get laid, for lack of a better term. That's how popular. Go ahead. I, I, I say, even me. Yeah. I, 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 actually, I, you know what? I made sure I leveraged it at the time. That's how I hooked my wife. You know, she, she actually thinks I'm a fireman still, actually. That's why you keep telling could, me not I, to read your byline. I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize. Yeah, that's right. Yes, ignore it. She, I, I keep her away from If I could send people to the piece, yes. um, it's on the opinion page on Fox, but there's a subtlety that I just wanted to highlight. Yep. There's a short bio of me at the end. It's just a sentence, but there's a highlight in there to a piece I wrote at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in, in about uh, 2002, yep. and I had been stuffing notes in my pocket during it because I knew I was in the yeah. history. Anybody who wants to be a little bit more educated about what it felt like to be in the middle of that, I'd urge you to go and look at that because yeah. um, you know it's not a total downer, and uh, it'll just give you a feel for what it was like here, and uh, people can have a more educated discussion. Listen, that's, the best, that's a great description of the interview as we go to commercial. It wasn't a total downer. We had a great time. People have a better understanding. Paul Morrow, I thank you. We'll do it again, brother. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go, getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, bringing in some heavyweight backup from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Jim Jordan will be here to talk about this FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago. And Hillary Clinton, of all people, weighing in on who should and shouldn't be in jail. She's worse than Kamala. She's worse than anybody. And she is working the refs trying to run again for the Oval Office. I'll explain how I know that to be a fact in this hour. 888-788-9910. Big Monday episode of the show. we got a lot going on this week. Lincoln Fale is going to join us. My son, my only child, going to join us at the end of the show today to preview Uh, His first high school football game, which goes down today at 5.30 p.m. here on the East Coast. The Link Man, George from Queens, will be joining us on the back end of the show. I give you guys a lot of access to my life because this is our show. Like, I know I'm the name, Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon. But the whole hook of the show is not that I'm the star. It's that we are. So if you want to call in and do some of the heavy lifting, 888 788 
800-919-9910. That is the phone number. If you want to watch me on TV this week, I'm on America's Newsroom tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night. I will be getting the band back together with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. If you want to see me on Gutfeld, that is Wednesday night. Uh, I will be back on with the queen of daytime, Harris Faulkner, on Friday. Uh, and we have a lot of Fox Business stuff in between. That's usually day of, depending on what the market's doing and, and all of that stuff. So I'll keep you posted on the air. But right now, it is not TV time. It is you and me time. So let's just dive in and do the damn thing. Uh, Hillary Clinton, fascinating one, in a very big exercise in image rehabilitation right now. Okay, she just launched an Apple TV show with Chelsea Clinton. She was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She went on The View last week. The View is awful. Oh, is it ever? Uh, but one of the things she said over the weekend I wanted to bring to your attention, and the reason I wanted to bring it to your attention is because it very much piggybacks off of an interview we did last week with Bill Barr. Now, if you remember, a lot of you messaged me and were like, oh, Bill Barr is great. Bill Barr is a brilliant guy. I genuinely love talking to him. But half of this audience hates Bill Barr because they don't think he did enough to help Donald Trump when it came to the Hunter Biden laptop or the aftermath of the election. Now, in truth, the attorney general's job is not political activism. The attorney general's job, when like the Hunter Biden laptop was part of an investigation, his job is not to take evidence from an ongoing investigation and just dump it onto Twitter or something. And let's not pretend for a second that the media was going to take it seriously, even if they did. I mean, the Hunter Biden laptop had a living, breathing business partner come forward to corroborate all of it. And the media was like, no, nah, we can't talk about it. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Really think about that. OK. Everybody who told you you can't share the Hunter Biden laptop story, everybody who printed editorials explaining why they wouldn't run the Hunter Biden laptop story, turned around a few weeks after the election and were like, oh, yeah, turns out it was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. OK, there was a historic level of election interference in 2020. It doesn't mean they stole the election per se. It does mean they interfered, though, and in a manner that did swing it. Okay, when you see polling that 15 percent of Biden supporters would have changed their vote if they knew the Hunter Biden laptop story, then you understand you're talking about tens of millions of votes in an election that was decided by thousands of votes. So what the media did, what the big tech oligarchs did in interfering with the sharing of the Hunter Biden laptop story really was an unforgivable election interference call. And Bill Barr admits to that. He admits nobody can trust the FBI. He admits we're in a really dangerous place. But I'm not trying to do a referendum on Bill Barr's character. I want for a minute to highlight something he said in support of Donald Trump. OK, if you remember, I brought up the I brought up the topic of Hillary Clinton when Bill Barr was on the show. And Bill Barr told me something that I'd never heard before, that I know you had never heard before, because neither one of us has this level of security clearance. But Bill Barr said what? He said that Donald Trump came to him shortly after being elected president and said he was glad they didn't prosecute Hillary Clinton because he didn't want us living in a banana republic. He felt that if you were going against your political enemies with your own Justice Department as president, you had created a scenario, you had created an optic where it very much looks like a banana republic. So you understand Donald Trump in maybe his naivete to just how cutthroat and ruthless deep state politicians are, 
the uniparty in Washington happens to be. Donald Trump goes from, hey, I'm glad we didn't prosecute the Democrats because that would make us look like a banana republic to getting prosecuted by those same Democrats. That's just how white folks will do you. Here is Hillary Clinton reminding everybody yesterday, no one's above the law. We can't have people above the law, you know. Unless James Comey comes out and says, yeah, she broke the law. Not good. This definitely met the threshold for charging her. However, you know, for the good of the country, that stuff matters, you guys. That stuff matters. Every single Democrat. You see, nobody plays the long game anymore. Everybody's a prisoner of the moment. We live in an era of weapons-grade convenience. Everybody can have everything so they don't appreciate anything. Oh, is that a song I like? Oh, let me hit a button on my phone. I own it forever. Hey, I like those pants. Let me hit a button on my phone. They're on their way here. Hey, I want some food. Let me hit a button on my phone. It'll be here in 20 minutes of the guy's fired. Everybody is so addicted to convenience and what their emotions want in this immediate moment. I mean, think about it. We're now placating people based on how they feel. Well, you were born a man, but you feel like a woman today? All right, we'll see you in the women's room. Okay, that's that's going on right. I mean, we're actually doing that. We're talking about people's feelings. What the hell is the world coming to? And oftentimes, okay, your feelings aren't informed by fact; they're informed by emotion. And I'm not, you know, going to take a sidebar here into the transgender debate. I wish everybody all the happiness in the world. I don't care if you're trans or gay or straight or anything in between. That's not the issue. We're not anti-trans on this show. We're just pro-women. We're just pro-biology. But the point is, we live in an era where your feelings, you're, you're being told that your feelings are always right. So if you feel like Donald Trump should be in jail because it'll make you feel better about yourself, then have at it. Yell that Trump should be in jail. Okay, don't worry about the greater good. Don't worry about tomorrow or the next day. What do I want now? We're all a bunch of fat, spoiled children. Okay, but understand, Donald Trump had the foresight to recognize that prosecuting Hillary Clinton might have felt good to people who hated her on the day they had the opportunity to do so. But ultimately, when the DOJ passed, he said he was glad because the long-term effect on the country would have been disastrous. Okay, once one side starts arresting the other, the acceleration between America being a shiny city on a hill and a shantytown avalanching its way down to the bottom is rather quick. Okay, but we're here over, for all intents and purposes, what sounds like some overdue library books. Now, we don't know. We don't know what's in those documents. As Bill Barr said, we just don't know. They could have been bad enough that he's really not supposed to happen. He's not supposed to have them. But there's still a world where if they're that bad and that dangerous, they can get them back. It's not arrest a guy and mobilize half the country. I'm not saying to violence, but I'm saying certainly to outrage, certainly to incredulity. When you see Joe Biden making MAGA fascism the centerpiece of his midterm speech, and then you see Joe Biden's Justice Department arrest or at least, you know, raid Donald Trump down at Mar-a-Lago, it's not going to sit well with a lot of people. And that's why we're in a really dangerous position. That's why people like Hillary Clinton, who just want what they want the minute they want it, okay, are really doing a disservice to the country with this no one's above the law. Here she is on CNN, clip 14. Both as uh, Secretary of State and as a private citizen, I have answered every question I've ever been asked. I've testified for 11 hours. I've, you know, been involved in anything that uh, was asked of me to try to answer uh, any kind of uh, issue. 
I think that's the way the system is supposed to work, even if you are, you know, not sure why uh, you're being uh, in, uh, with the spotlight on you. And therefore, I really believe that at the end of the day, no one is above the law and no one uh, should be uh, escaping accountability if indeed the facts and the evidence point to them having uh, done something that anyone else in our country would be investigated for and maybe even charged. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. Okay, those key words at the end. Anyone else would have been investigated for and charged? Okay, James Comey flat out admitted she was in a chargeable situation. Simply let off the hook because of the greater good. Now, again, I'm not here to argue that she should be in prison because I recognize the greater good. I'm playing the long game. I got here by playing the long game. Okay, I run a family. I, you know, contributing to a world where my son's going to grow up. I'm not doing self-destructive things today with no regard for how they're going to affect us tomorrow. Okay, but when Hillary Clinton who got away with it, just straight got away with it because it would have been so tumultuous for our country. I'm not arguing that she should be in prison. What I'm arguing is she should shut up. I agree with that. Nobody wants to hear it. Shut up. You're not the authority on who should and shouldn't get away with it. Okay? For all intents and purposes, you're not getting charged with DUI after you drank, drove, and hit a pond. Nobody wants to take your advice on who the cops should prosecute this time around. Okay, but that's exactly what she's doing. Here's another reminder. If the evidence is there, if the rule of law applies, listen to this clip, clip 15. So I do think that uh, just like any American, if there is evidence, that evidence should be pursued. But I know it's not an easy call. And so I don't want to uh, inject, Mm -hmm. you know, my... Uh, opinion into that difficult calculation because I don't know all the facts. And unlike people who uh, jump to uh, conclusions, I don't want to do that. But if the evidence proves uh, or seems to uh, show that there are charges that should be leveled, then uh, I think the rule of law should apply to anyone. Shut up! Will you shut up? And that's a fair question to ask. Why is she talking so much? She's talking so much because she wants to rehabilitate her image and run for president. I know she said, oh, Jimmy, come on. Last week she said she wasn't going to run. Yeah. You know what else she said before she ran in 2016? She said in 2013 that she wasn't going to run ever again. Okay, it's all about manipulating public sentiment. Hillary says she's not running ever again. Okay, well, I guess we'll detach from this vessel and walk away. It's a classic screenwriting exercise. You know when the hero gives up after the dark night of the soul? Well, it's not going to work out this time. Guess I'll just go drink and give up on the mission and no sense rooting for me to pull this off. And then what happens? The hero wakes up the next day, catches a little momentum. Wait, I've got it all figured out. That's what we're doing with Hillary right now. She announced she wasn't going to run and then promptly took on every media booking known to man as if she were running. Why? Because she's going to go out there, yuck it up on The Tonight Show, show up on The View, go on CNN, and then one of her operatives is going to drop a piece in the media about, wow, this new unburdened Hillary Clinton, this new accessible, funny, self-effacing, laughing Hillary Clinton, so refreshing, 
she could possibly have the momentum to run again. Whoever thought such a thing? You know, besides all 800 people in the focus group they're paying millions of dollars to. Understand, Hillary knows this. She's yelling Trump's not above the law. Trump should go to jail because she's latching on to the same messaging as Biden. Why? Because she knows that Biden's not running again in 2024. Here's Tim Ryan. Okay, he is in the most significant Senate race of the midterms in the great state of Ohio, where Jim Jordan's going to be joining us from in the next break. Here is Tim Ryan flat out saying Biden shouldn't run in 2024. Clip 18. My hunch is that, like, we we need new leadership across the board, Democrats, Republicans. I think it's it's time for like a generational move uh, for for new leaders on both sides. I think the environment politically uh, across the country is poisonous. Um, and, you know, people, people, I think, want some change. And, uh, you know, it's important for us to, I think, on both parties, like these, these leaders who have been around for a while, I think it's time for some generational change, which, of course, I've been trying to do for a while now. Come on, man. Okay, nobody wants Biden to run again. Nobody, nobody, nobody in his own party, nobody in the Republican Party, nobody in the Independent Party, Libertarians, whatever the heck you happen to be, nobody wants this guy running again. Okay, Hillary Clinton very much wants to run again because she thinks the presidency is her birthright, which is why she announced she wasn't running and then immediately became slandering Trump as if she was. Okay, it's because there's nothing she wants to do more than run again. And believe me, she's energized to do it. I don't feel no ways tired. A show so good, it's hard to describe. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so, uh. It is Fox Across America with Jim, uh, Jimmy Fallon. It's about to tell you that Jim Jordan's coming on just a few minutes from now. His opening act. Listening in on WVMT up in Vermont. Dennis on the line. Hey, Dennis. Uh, Jimmy, I was uh, reflecting on Hillary's statement uh, over the weekend. And hers isn't the only one. Uh, the media does this uh, the same thing, but only for Republicans, about accountability for criminal acts mm-hmm. before a conviction. Yep. And, uh, you know, it has to be a conviction of a codified crime by a fair jury having voted unanimously that the prosecution has met its burden of proving each element of the offense beyond a reasonable doubt. Yep. And if the the prosecution doesn't meet that burden, the person is entitled to the presumption of innocence that attaches for just being an American, for not even being an American citizen, but for being a person apprehended. Of course. You know what it is? The Democrats do live in a world of guilt by accusation. And it's very dangerous. I mean, that's what they were trying to do with Brett Kavanaugh. If you took it back to like a Me Too level, you know, no corroborating evidence, just an emotional pistol whipping, social pressure in the court of public opinion. And, you know, the Hillary stuff, it's that's fascinating because when Barr was on last week, I didn't know that Trump anecdote that Trump really didn't want a prosecutor once he got into office. But I get it because once you're into office, I mean, what are you making of the country if you really do turn the Justice Department against your political enemies? I don't think Biden cares because I don't think they play the long game. I think they're so hell bent uh, on, you know. Getting back to some good standing between now and the midterms that they're willing to get out and yell MAGA in a crowded theater because they don't if people get trampled, so be it. Maybe they'll get some votes. Have you ever seen anything like to me? It's just shameful. Jimmy, we're more ruled by the media. And and that's why that's why Barr said last week that he didn't want to do anything, because he was afraid that the media 
was going to paint him as some kind of a despot. Well, they did that with- after the Mueller probe. What he what he was saying is like this is interesting. We had a funny talk about this off the air, too, because he had like more he wanted to say before we went to break. As he was like, we all forget that the media like wasn't going to report the story. So Barr saying, here's all the evidence. I violated the Constitution. I myself would go to jail for doing this. But even Barr taking that unprecedented step wouldn't have gotten the media to cover it. I mean, Tony Bobolinsky was on Tucker. Five and a half million people tuned in and watched him say Biden got a 10 percent kickback. And the media didn't even touch it. I mean, with a living, breathing man who's a veteran who served this country putting his name on it. So I think that's the part maybe you get, but a lot of people don't, is that the media is isn't here to do journalism. The media is just here to be a protection wing for the Democratic Party. And, but, and I know you like Barr, and I like him too in a lot of respects, but you know, he brought the media up as a shield. Uh, his, 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 and you're breaking up, and I'm going to commercial. Dang it, Dennis, you're welcome to call back in and yell about Bill Barr anytime, uh, or you can message me and I'll just pass it along to the good attorney general. Jim Jordan. Joins us next on Fox Cross America. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. If you happen to be watching the Tucker Carlson show this past Friday, you know myself Chadwick Moore went at it on Tucker Carlson's final exam. And of course, uh, a lot of people feel I was denied the victory after they said I hit the buzzer too soon on the final question. That's not right. It was not right. I maintain that I had buzzed in right on time. Chadwick Moore worked the refs and got away with a very controversial victory in Tucker Carlson's final exam. He should be behind bars. I think they should both be behind bars. Uh, Chadwick Moore is going to come on the show this Friday uh, to give you his side of the story. You're going to face the wrath of the Fox Across America audience. I may extend an invite to Tucker as well, uh, because if you saw it, it's up on the Fox Across America Facebook page. It is physically impossible to watch that clip and believe I hit the buzzer too early. you got to have integrity in, in, in the game shows here on cable news. you got to have integrity everywhere, including Twitter. And nobody knows better than this next guest, who I want to give him credit for this. Yesterday, yesterday, this man tweeted uh, at the beginning of the day that the AFC championship game this year was going to be the Browns and the Bengals. Have you ever had a checkup? A lot of people felt that way. But to his credit, today the tweet is still up. Ohio Representative Jim Jordan on the show put a, took off a straight jacket, picked up the phone, and called in. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? And I saw that. I saw that match you had with Chadwick on, uh, oh. on Tucker on Friday night. Ooh. And you got what, – what, no, so if I got this right, you won the first three. So you get three right, but he gets two questions, but they're worth more points. And somehow you wound up on, on the short end of the deal, kind of like – Kind of like the Bengals yesterday in overtime, I guess. um, (laughs) Well, listen, the Bengals just had to kick an extra point, got it blocked. (laughs) There was a 30-yard field goal. No, I got got jobbed. They threw me out because they said what happened was I answered the final question, the winning question correctly. Chadwick lobbied the refs and said I hit the buzzer too soon. They threw out my answer and stole the win. I mean, yes. Yes. Yeah. Follow the money in Vegas because I was a huge favorite, which means somebody cashed in on Chadwick Moore. 
one of those British overseas books. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I don't know because I don't uh, I don't bet on sports like you do, but the, I'm sure there's something in there that that makes sense. But uh, the uh, I don't understand. I don't understand it. So, so these are. But yeah, was that, you know, the, the Browns win against Baker Mayfield, but the the Bengals uh, with Joe Burrow had a had a tough what? I didn't get to see it, mm-hmm. but uh, what like like four interceptions or four or five turnovers or something the Bengals had. So he had a rough, he had a rough day. They took the ball. They probably took one of those nice gold chains he wears. They took everything. It was a a (laughs) heck of a a day for the Steelers front four. Uh, Today, really quick, before we get into the grown-up stuff, Lincoln Fela has his first high school game today. They play it on Monday. Congrats. Yeah, it's a big one. Monday night. Yeah, they get Yeah, and you're going to be there, right? You're going to be there watching, Yeah, there's no TV tonight. I moved everything around. I'll be there. Listen, I got big money on this game. I got to be there. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for what it's worth, we had four children, and uh, all of them were in in sports, and it's, it's the funnest time, Jimmy. I would enjoy it. Go watch every game. I used to. We drove all over the Big Ten watching our boys wrestle and fly in from Washington. Do it. You'll you enjoy it while you can because it goes way way too quick. So, I know it, that's great. I'm I'm happy for you guys. No, thank you. I know it. It really does because I coached this T-ball team and it does. It feels like just yesterday that I was giving them steroids. You know, it's, it's, it's 12, you know, you're talking 10 years ago. You know, we got to win these games, Jim. Stop it. Stay Come focused. On. Don't Stay. do that, but just get him in the weight room. I want to see him playing in college football here in a few years. Well, that'll, be, uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, he's a good defensive end right now, so we'll see. We'll, we'll stay awesome. on him. That's awesome. Um, yeah. let's, let's talk about this really quick. Uh, you know, a day after 9-11, obviously a heavy day here in New York. Did I, I read your tweet, okay, is Biden is they're they're negotiating lesser sentences for nine eleven attackers. Yeah, I just want to understand that. That's what we understand. It's been reported to press, and that mm-hmm. just makes no sense to me. I, I would say maybe more importantly, it makes no sense to the families who lost a loved one twenty one years ago in that that terrible terrorist attack. So, um, but I mean, frankly, now though, Jimmy, just ask yourself a question: Is there anything that they do that actually surprises us now? I mean, they, they haven't done one thing right. Mm-hmm. They call us extremists and fascists. They, they, the FBI is doing what they're doing. I, I said the other day that in, in one month's time, Joe Biden has raided the home of a former president, taken the phone of a sitting member of Congress, called half the country fascist, and then said to those same people, oh, by the way, you're going to pay the student loan debt of other people who actually vote for Democrats, according to, to, to Joe Biden. And frankly, if you don't like it, just remember on August 13th, I signed a bill that was going to unleash 87,000 IRS agents on you, the taxpayer. So it shouldn't surprise us, I guess, that they're doing something this crazy when it comes to the terrorists who were responsible for 9-11. Yeah, no question. Jim Jordan's on the line from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Well, regardless of how this is working out, because we've seen this reporting internally at Fox, you're not the only one tweeting about it, like we're discussing it here at Fox, but regardless of where this goes, you know, when you get up there on the anniversary of 9-11 and remind the world that we've got to be vigilant about terrorism, it's hard for me to take that at face value when the border's wide open, because the border's the easiest way to get in for a terrorist right now now no yeah no no kidding millions of people coming across as we said before it 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 has to be intentional it has to be deliberate and premeditated because it can't be that it can it just never has been like this before and then to have harris saying what the the vice president saying what she said yesterday that the border is secure but we got to do things on immigration because president trump's i mean she everything she said was false the yeah. border is not secure. President Trump had the most secure border in, in history, and just everything she said is false. So, yeah, that's a, that's a, a, a serious concern that I know as I travel around 
lots of Americans have. Yeah, well, it's so fascinating that she'd be willing to look in front of a camera and say the border's secure because we all know the numbers. <laughs> I mean, even Chuck Todd, who really doesn't want to throw the challenge flag that early in the interview, right. you know, right. it's a home game when, when a Democrat is on Meet the Press. Make no mistake about it. And even sure. he was like, two million people are coming in. Kamala Harris, like Corrine Jean-Pierre, would get on TV and tell you that nobody gambles in Las Vegas. I guess. I guess because how she can say that. And when she talks, it's also kind of halting and and, and slow. And I I don't I don't think she believes what she says. I don't think she sometimes knows where she's going to go next. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it's a mess. But Yeah, the country's figured it out because the country has common sense. Well, is that why? So then let me ask you this. okay? as a as a fellow Republican semi-fascist or whatever we're being called this week. Yeah. Is that why they've taken the pivot, in your opinion, to making this midterm about fake fascism instead of talking about the state of the country? Is that what you think this is strategy? Yeah, they're going to they're going to talk about the life issue and they're going to talk about January 6th and call us all. Uh, fascist. This whole narrative, though, is, is the scary thing because it does tie into what we see at the Justice Department. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole narrative is that half the country are somehow extremists, fascist, terrorists, insurrectionists. Pick your pick your term that the that the press wants to talk about. So Joe Biden says it. Uh, the, the FBI juices the numbers. We know that because that's what the that's what uh, whistleblowers have told us that that come forward that they're, yeah. they're being pressured to label every every single case a domestic violent extremism case when they're not. Mm-hmm. So this is the narrative. And then of course that w- w- when they when they do that, big tech amplifies that. Big tech censors you when you push back on it. So that's that's sort of the the the, the way they operate, and it's. Um, it's just wrong, and frankly, it's scary. Oh, so are you trying to tell my listeners that the big tech people who wouldn't let us share the Hunter Biden laptop are biased? Yeah, yeah. well, you know the template. The left <laughs> creates the lie. The lie, the lie is, the, the, the lie is that uh, you know, we're extremists and fascists. Mm-hmm. The media reports it and doesn't push back as evidenced by what Chuck Todd did yesterday on the, on the, on the uh, immigration issue, yeah. on the border issue. So media reports it. Big tech amplifies it. And when you try to tell the truth, Jim, you're when I try to tell the truth, they just call us racist and, and, and try to cancel you or just double down on calling you extremist again. That's the playbook, and they're going to run that play, I think, for the next 57 days, but yeah. I don't think it works. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think people are going to buy it. I mean when you look at polling, if you see that 70 percent of people think the country's headed in the wrong direction, the, the, yep. the analogy I always give my audience is like imagine we get into one of those big Uber XLs. There's 10 of us in the Uber, and seven of us think the driver is going down a one way the wrong way. Okay, we're probably going to want a new Uber driver. You know, the three people who think he's doing a good job are probably as drunk as the driver is. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they say. It's like we we know it's you can say all you want. No, no, this is the right way, even though the signs are in the other direction, even though there's no light. This is the right. It doesn't matter what they say. People get it. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating because they've gotten so far. It's social pressure. I mean, essentially, that's how they're selling green energy in California at a time when people don't even have electricity. They're just yelling at you that if you don't go along with this, you're killing the planet. But they don't actually have any evidence that man is ruining the planet of Earth. They just have a lot of self-righteousness and a lot of rich celebrities and private jets. I mean, do you get out of bed every day thinking you, Jim Jordan, are destroying the Earth? No, I feel like I'm taking care of our, our property, and every I think every conservative out there wants to take care of our environment because we got kids and grandkids, for goodness sake. We want them to enjoy this place called America, uh, and no matter how much they say it, what, what they're really doing mm-hmm. is driving up the cost of everything because when you drive up the cost of energy, everything else costs more, and that's what American families are feeling, and that's why 7 out of 10 
think we're headed in the wrong direction. Yeah, it is. A, it is a mess. We're talking to Representative Jim Jordan from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Listen, we began this get together on football. Let's close on football. A couple quick things. The, the Browns <laughs> yeah. host the Jets this weekend. Browns. Do, yeah. you, do you see the Browns getting the two and zero? I mean, the Jets. I mean, Heck I think yes. I think you, me, and Lincoln would be favored over the Jets at this point. <laughs> Heck yeah, the Browns are going to win. Well, you got the Browns going to two and zero. All right, and here's the bigger one though: uh, the Bengals going into Dallas uh, to take on the zero and one Cowboys. So, what do you got there? Uh, I, I'll, I'll Bengals, because uh, I was just getting ready to ask. I didn't stay up for the game last night, and I hadn't checked the scores this morning, so I wondered if Tampa Bay or, or Cowboys won that one. I, I, I Went to bed at half or quit watching it happen. It was like, I think, 12-3 or something. So the Buccaneers won. Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm definitely definitely going with the Ohio teams. Going with the Bengals. Yes, you do. Such a homer. But, you know, it's for a good cause. Because, I mean, the Cowboys, are, <laughs> the Cowboys are terrible at this point. I would, I would take the Cowboy from the village people over whatever the heck they're putting out there. <laughs> it's, it's not pretty. It was 19-3. And you understand, you, this is what no one talks about. The pressure for Tom Brady yesterday. Because, you know, his wife, who's a supermodel, basically walked out the door because he decided to come back to the NFL. So uh, the fact that yeah. he has his opener last night, he needs to win that game because if you start <laughs> off 0-1 and she's already gone, she, you know, you came back for this. So Brady yeah. was under a lot of pressure. He came through and saved his bacon is what I'm saying. You don't uh, get this. What was the final score? 19-3 to three was the final. Buc- Buccaneers-Cowboys. Yeah, not, not bad. Dang. And if you had the over 22 and a half beers in my house, you made money. Yeah, I got. Oh, by the way, you're really quick before I let you go. I have I have like half of your congressional district in my house right now because they came in for Lincoln's first game. I have a whole WAPOC delegation. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, good time. Well, I hope he wins. Has a great game. I look forward to it. Well, well, we we may have to. You know, I may have to give you a call tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> or Russell will call you or something. We gotta we gotta know how he played. Yeah, man. that's his first game. That's that's big stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, that is big stuff. Yeah, we're fi- we're fired up in the Fela House, and uh, I I All will right. get you a dispatch if you don't see it on ESPN or Fox Sports. We'll check in tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I want to see even the top ten plays when he makes the stack, the fumble, picks it up, runs it in. I want to see him in the top ten. Yeah, I I better see him or he's gonna be sleeping in the shed. Come on, man. We gotta do this. Good stuff, Jim. Be well. All right. Take care, brother. There he goes. The great Jim Jordan, putting the pressure on Lincoln Fela. I'll try to remember that. He's joining us an hour from now. Lincoln Fayler will be on the show uh, to preview his first football game of the year, of his, of his high school career. I'm excited. Uh, he seems pretty locked in when he left the house this morning. But uh, every point Jim Jordan makes, spot on. Okay, if you do this from a place of substance, okay, the old question is, are you better off now than you were two years ago? The answer would be no. Let's just break it down across the board. Okay, it's not politics on this show. It's just not. I don't care. Yeah, Jim George is a Republican. I'm on the show, but I'm on the show because I like what he believes in. And I believe he's a guy that will go to D.C. and take the fight uh, for this issue. Okay, for these issues, for these principles. Okay, guys yelling that the government should get the hell out of our lives. Those are the good guys, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. Less government, less government is better for all of us. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. But less you think I'm making a political point. Let's break this down along the lines. Okay, COVID hits. Did uh, I don't know. Did the government's policies help or hurt? When it came to COVID, did you did, did COVID policies on shutdowns help the kids in school? The answer would be no. How about the governments that shut down their states? Did they have 
better COVID rates than the states like Florida that remained open? The answer would be no. COVID mandates. Did did forcing the vaccine stop anyone from getting or spreading COVID? The answer would be no. Okay, did it help the economy? The answer would be no. Okay, now let's go big box. Since Biden took office, as the economy is inflation uh, lower than it was when he took over? The answer would be no. No, it's nine points higher. Is the border better since Biden took over? The answer would be no. How about the crime rate? The answer would be no. How about the price of gas? The answer would be no. I'm not talking to you in terms of politics. I'm talking to you in terms of reality. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon on a big Monday. Wesley Hunt joining us in the next hour. He is, of course, a superstar representative or a potential representative anyway from the great state of Texas. He's running for that seat in District 38. Uh, We will also be joined by Lincoln Phelan, who is kicking off his high school football career today at 530 Eastern Time. If you're new to this show, you know, we picked up um, so many affiliates by the grace of God. I mean, thank you. uh, Over the course of the last year in football season, this became a tradition last year. I always have my kid on on game day to preview the game. And if they play on a Saturday, we'll have him on, obviously, on a Friday. And everybody got to ride along with the Link Man's progress. The Clark Rams went 5-1 and one last year. So if you were betting Lincoln's games, you actually made money. They're a pretty good team. Uh, this year, he is out of middle school. He is into high school. They have one JV for the freshman and sophomore team. And uh, he is playing defensive end for the Rams. Defense wins championships. That's what I always say. Well, he's in a chance uh, to win one uh, with the Rams. So he's going to stop by, preview the game, and give you guys a little access into my family. That's the whole point of this show is I'm just a real person. I'm one of you. That's the point. The reason the show works, the reason the show grows the way it does is because I am very much one of you. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. All right, that was uncalled for. But the point is, okay, as a regular person, my eye is on the same bowl you're looking at. And I see a lot of stupid things going on right now in the news, a lot of stupid things going on in our politics. Kind of have to point them out, you know, because a lot of times what the media prioritizes, this is, you know, it's a good lesson. It's a good teachable moment. Is the reason the media constantly calls things surprising, you know, in terms of elections, like they said 2016 was the most, you know, it's the most shocking electoral event in the history of this country. Wrong. It really wasn't if you were talking to voters. The media focused on things they prioritize. You know, oh, Trump's saying bad words on Twitter. He called Rosie O'Donnell a whale. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Okay. Yes, he did. But people didn't care. People heard, oh, border security. Oh, jobs. Oh, we'll stop giving revenue, $50 billion in this case, to the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. That's what the Obama-Iranian nuclear deal was. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Really think about that. The Paris Climate Change Agreement decimates our manufacturing base for a non-binding symbolic pledge to cut emissions while empowering China, biggest polluter in the world, to keep on polluting. That was idiotic stuff. People responded to Trump's message. But the media prioritized different things. That's why they're out there right now with a straight face saying Biden's on a winning streak. Oh, he passed the climate change bill. Nobody cares. Student loan forgiveness. Nobody cares. But the media is like, I'm telling you, Biden's got this, folks. Look at him go. They're crazy. 
live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world broadcasting, as we always do. From the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Heading into hour number three, and we are not messing around. Lincoln Fallon. My demon spawn going to be here to wrap this thing up. It's his first high school football game of the year. We will also be joined by Wesley Hunt, who is running for Congress in the 38th Congressional District of Texas. Uh, You are, of course, also welcome with your calls, text, tweets and carrier pigeons. Feel free to chime in. 888-788-9910. The rule on this show is the same every day. Every hour, doesn't matter where we're doing the show, doesn't matter what condition we're doing it in. You can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, just don't be a <laughs> Really quick, I have to promote this Iowa gigs. So forgive me, uh, but I'm going to be at the Bridgeview Center in Ottumwa, Iowa. That is Saturday night, October the 15th. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. I will be there in person. If you've ever been to one of these Fox Across America events, they're nuts. Uh, Our audience is amazing. And the only reason I keep pushing them again and again and again, like if you went to Vegas, we sold out five, you know, five sold out shows. Both shows in Vegas are going to be sold out. I am not promoting this for me. I thankfully, by the grace of God, find myself in a really unique position in my career. I'm actually doing pretty well. I mean, it took me 20 years to get here. And, you know, I'm completely dead on the inside. So I can't tell you that I really enjoy it as much as I should. Uh, I'm too busy working hard to keep this little magic going. Uh, But I want you to go as a listener of the show to whatever the nearest Fox Across America event happens to be. Why? Because you really will meet the coolest people in the world. And you'll be like, wow, I'm actually a part of something awesome. That for me is the payoff. Like when I do these live events. I go, everybody I meet is really funny. They make fun of me. They, you know, my jackets that I wear on TV. There's some kind of inside joke about Lincoln, something about Jenny. And uh, it's just cool to realize we belong to a movement that is playing a really pivotal role in the country right now. And that there are millions of you out there listening that are force multipliers of cool. What the country needs right now more than anything is just somebody cool. Just chill out. Instead of, you know, screaming and yelling, Mom, he doesn't vote like me. I want him canceled. Like, we don't need more of those people. We need more people who can agree to disagree. I don't need you to show up to these events because you're on my side. Show up because you're not on my side and just be cool about it. The whole point of America is free-range chickens. E pluribus unum out of many, one. Freedom! That was the whole point. Okay, we're supposed to have the freedom to do whatever we want. Now they're very much encroaching upon your rights. In every way that they can. I mean, even if you're following this crazy story with the credit card companies that are tracking gun purchases now, that's an end around to a gun registry. It very much is. I'm not going to devote the whole hour to it. We'll get into it a little bit with Wesley Hunt. Uh, But so much of the coercion going on right now between the government and consumer consumption really does skirt the Constitution. The government is not supposed to be putting its thumb on the scale of commerce. The government is not supposed to be telling you what you can and can't buy. Uh, But that's exactly what they're doing in California. Gavin Newsom, that jackass, just did what? He said no more gas cars by the year 2035 in the state of California. Okay, that's idiotic. Why is it idiotic? Because right now California doesn't have power. And 2% of their cars happen to be gas. 2% are gas, excuse me. Happen to be electric. 2% of California's cars are electric, and they can't even power that. Now imagine 
We're going to ban new gas cars completely and make everybody switch over to that grid. I got a bad feeling about this. It's only going to get worse. But here is Janet Yellen. She's your Treasury Secretary, somebody that should be fired. This is the problem with everybody being a prisoner of the moment. One of the things I've been stuck on today is that nobody plays the long game anymore. Everybody's so consumed with winning the 24-hour news cycle. The reason Biden as is, is historically unpopular as he is, well, number one, is because he's doing a terrible job. That is correct. But number two is he has failed to insulate himself from the, the catastrophes, the crises that have beset this administration. And what I mean by that is the president of the United States can always draw some distance between them and the thing that goes wrong by firing the advisor that called for it. To give an example, after Afghanistan, Biden should have fired everybody. Should have fired Milley, should have fired Kirby, probably should have fired Blinken, should have fired everybody. Just get him out of here. Hey, they screwed up. This is, you know, intolerable. This is inexcusable. We should not have 13 dead service members. We should not have thousands of Americans trapped behind enemy lines. But instead, what did they do? Joe Biden, rather than owning what was clearly a failure, the whole world watched it. We saw people being evacuated out out of Afghanistan. We saw people clinging to the wheels of cargo jets when they realized the country had fallen to Taliban rule, desperately throwing their babies over barbed wire fences saying, hey, I can't get out of this country, but I'd rather my kid grow up anywhere without me than keep him here. That's what Afghanistan is right now. People who had lived under Taliban rule previously were willing to throw their newborns over a fence to anyone who would take them anywhere rather than living under Taliban rule. That's the situation Biden created in Afghanistan. Think about that. Okay, but rather than acknowledging that this was a disaster and the people who advised him were wrong for doing so, he got on TV with a straight face and said it was a success. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. But that's exactly what he did. Now it's the most successful airlift in American history. We've never seen something so good. Biden sucks. I mean, he does because he didn't separate himself from what we all knew to be a catastrophe, just like out in California. OK, California is out of power last week. The government's telling people you got to turn your thermostat up to 80. And by the way, he's telling them to turn a the thermostat up to 80. While he's wearing a fleece inside, which means, guess what? His thermostat not turned up to 80. Bingo. No two ways about it. Okay, if you look over his shoulder, they were ice fishing in Gavin Newsom's house. It was so cold. They don't care. It's the same guy that locked down his whole state and then did what? Went out to eat at the French Laundry. $11,000 meal. Nancy Pelosi, remember? She helped lock down her district. And what did she do? Get caught getting a blowout. At a shuttered salon that was closed to the public. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. But the point is, this is their M.O., is you are suffering for their policies. So at a time when California's energy grid has failed the population, Biden, too concerned with the political cost, doesn't want to fire anybody who's advising him. He wants to sell you this as a victory. No, it's a good thing. We're transitioning. We're saving the world. And so Janet Yellen, your Treasury Secretary, got out onto State of the Union on Sunday and tried telling us with a straight face that this is a good thing. Understand, she's Treasury Secretary. Okay, inflation's at a 40-year high. You're supposed to get out there and fire this woman. 
Why? Because that separates Joe Biden from the disaster. Hey, it's, you know, not me, it's them. But understand, you might hear this and say, well, that's admirable. Joe Biden is a guy who says the buck stops here. No, no, except he's not saying the buck stops here. First of all, it's a buck 47 because of inflation. Second of all, he's just getting on TV and saying that everything going wrong is going right. Okay, that's what Kamala Harris did yesterday. She said the she said the border is secure. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> At a time when 2 million Americans are about to cross the southern border. I'll give you the clip really quick. Here was Kamala talking to Chuck Todd. I played it earlier in the show. I'll play it again. She says the border's secure. Clip 37. Would you call the border secure? The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border's secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Understand, the deterioration of the last four years, just so we're clear, it's not a political statement. Border crossings were down 80% under Donald Trump. They are literally 100 times higher under this administration. So when the Democrats pivot to something like, well, you got to think about the last four years. Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's exactly what they're doing. They're telling you their failures are successes. Afghanistan, that was a success. Best airlift in history. Okay. The border, no, it's secure. Look at it. It's so good. I mean, we're cleaning up Trump's men. This is what they do. And you understand, even with green energy, it doesn't affect them. Okay, it would politically if you talked honestly about the situation. So they pivot to saving the earth and you're a superhero and Republicans are bad and everything in between. Okay, here is Janet Yellen. I'm going to walk you right through this. Someone who said inflation would be transitory. It's here to stay. You know, rock and roll is here to stay. Inflation, recession, here to stay. But here she is flat out admitting, okay, on CNN, we're going to need a lot of luck, a lot of luck to bring inflation down. Yo, that is not good. It's clip 32. Of course, it's a concern. The Fed is going to need great skill and also some good luck to achieve what we sometimes call a soft landing, which is bringing inflation down while maintaining the strength of the labor market. And um, my hope, I believe there is a path to accomplishing that. And my hope is that we will achieve a soft landing. But Americans know that it's essential to bring inflation down. And over the longer run, we can't have a strong labor market without inflation under control. Are you stupid or something? I mean, yo, one of the oldest adages in the world is hope is not a strategy. I'll never forget when I got my first job uh, writing in the news business as a head writer for Kennedy Show. I'll never forget one of the first times I've, I ever heard that phrase is a producer were on deadline was looking for a specific video of a specific thing we were going to show on the air. And we're like, hopefully we'll have it in here in about two minutes. And what did he scream? Hope is not a strategy. You're the lowest form of life on earth. That's basically what he said. You're so ugly you can be a modern art masterpiece. <laughs> now don't worry. Hopefully we'll have it soon. Oh, you little maggot. You make me want to vomit. Hope is not a strategy, no matter what you're doing in life. 
okay? If you're the head writer on a business channel, on a business show, okay, it is drilled into your head day one that hope is not a strategy. Yet we're out here right now, okay, with Janet Yellen actually telling you with a straight face, well, we're going to need a lot of luck, and hopefully we can bring inflation down. I mean, yo, that's bad news. Here's more of it. She admits recession's still a risk. Clip 33. Are you worried that a recession could come? Is it still a threat? Well, it is a risk when um, the Fed is tightening monetary policy to address inflation. So it's certainly a risk that we're monitoring. And we're seeing some slowdown in growth. But that's natural because um, when President Biden took office, the economy was in a deep hole. Output and employment were well short of their normal and potential levels. We experienced, um, largely due to the American Rescue Plan, um, very rapid growth and um, jobs came back. You don't have a clue. Okay, the American Rescue Plan is what everybody blames for inflation. But sticking with me, okay, when she says recession is still a risk, what she's saying is we're heading into a recession. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. But stick with me, okay, because here's the biggest admission of all. It's that oil prices are going to spike again this winter, and you need to know this. Rather than owning the policy failure that was declaring war on fossil fuels— They're trying to keep doubling and tripling down. You're killing the earth. How dare you not come along for the ride? You know, just like they did with vaccine mandates. And they were wrong. But here it is, clip 34. Well, it's a risk. And it's a risk that um, we're working on the price cap to try to address. Um, This winter, uh, the European Union will uh, cease, uh, for the most part, buying Russian oil. And in addition they will ban the provision of services um, that enable Russia to ship oil by tanker. And it is possible that that could cause a spike in oil prices. So you understand what's going on here. Why'd she do that, Jim? She did it, okay, because she's trying to cushion the blow. All of this yelling and screaming about, oh, gas prices are down, okay, They have nothing to do with that, and gas prices are going to go back up because of the laws of supply and demand. You dig? Right now, America, a country that was energy independent, is now being wildly affected by what Vladimir Putin does. That wasn't the case before they took office. So when you hear things like, yeah, well, it could go back up, this is the woman who was only willing to admit that inflation was transitory. Yeah, it'll be here for a few weeks and it'll go away. When she's saying, well, we could have a recession, you know, we could see a fuel spike, what she's basically saying is it's definitely going to happen. You are correct, sir. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's like, it's a, it's a game changer. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking with Wesley Hunt in the next break. Lincoln Fallon wrapping it up after that. Don batting leadoff right now. He is in Danville, Virginia. Yo, Don. Hey, how's it going, Jimmy? My man, it is going. It's a it's a big day for the Fela family. We need Lincoln to get out there and I, cover the spread. 
I like your show because it's a shame-free zone. I, I like that a whole lot. You know, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I can't throw jacket, rocks out of this no glass shame. house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, now I'm going to tell you. I, I when Obama first ran, I voted for the man because he was a good salesman. Mm-hmm. He was a good salesman. He was, you know, he was selling a good thing. But then when we got it, I found out it was a clunk, you know. <laughs> you got a lemon. But, but, you know, now I grew up in uh, New Jersey. I was stationed there when I was in the service. Mm-hmm. And I knew a little bit about Trump. And, and I voted for him, too. Mm-hmm. And I think he really did try to deliver everything he could. And, you know, but now when you see what's going on with the politics, you got to wonder, are we are we doing politics now or are we doing football, you know, because mm-hmm. it seems like everybody's just grabbing a team and the other team can't do no right. Yep. And, and anytime they do, even if they do score a touchdown, they're going to boom or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's 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 bad. No, you're right in that people aren't rooting for the country anymore. They're rooting for the party. It's a it's a yeah. dangerous spot to be in. But what's fascinating about you is you're a guy who voted for Obama, turned around and voted for Trump, and no one ever acknowledges that. When they say the Trump voter is just some racist, they forget that literally 50 million of them voted for Obama. It's so crazy and lazy. I think that's the biggest challenge right now, Don, is people are lazy. If you just tell them, yeah, these well, guys are racist, they just they just run with it because it makes them feel better and it requires no effort. Now, I like watching The Five, oh, and I like, you know, Harold Ford Jr. Mm-hmm. And if, if I think if more Democrats would take a, a lesson from Harold Ford Jr. Yeah. And and the way he is, yep. I think that they they'd win some of those independents back, but they're not. They're just going all in for that yep. far left. Yep. And that's that's a sad thing about it. No, it's bad. But if you like handsome Harold Ford, he's going to be on the show soon. He's coming on because we're good buddies now. So uh, I will yeah. tell him you're responsible for the booking, and then you, he could send you some type of commission. Okay, Don. All right. Good stuff, brother. Well, Great call. We'll do it again really soon. I got Wesley Hunt coming up, Lincoln Fela after that. We are closing this Monday in style right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. It is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Country's a huge mess right now, but I consider this next guest an expert on huge messes because he lives in Texas where the Dallas Cowboys play. Uh, Wesley Hunt is on the line. <laughs> My great. man. How you doing, How man? You? I'm doing great. You know, I'm a Texans fan, and it's yeah. so sad because we were just up. Uh, yesterday against mm-hmm. the Colts, twenty to three, yep. you ended up tying them. It was very disappointing. I mean, I, I don't you think at this point uh, this could get you in trouble because you're running for Congress, the thirty eighth congressional district. Uh, but shouldn't the Texans and the Cowboys just combine and be one team at this point? <laughs> you know, I don't, no. At this point, it's looking pretty bad for both of us, brother. You, I don't know. You ain't you ain't kidding. But we got we got to work we got to work that out. Um, it's been a minute. The last time we spoke, you were declaring yourself the potential best dressed man in Congress, which is something I would get behind. Before I get into <laughs> before we get into the particulars of that, though, I have to ask you a Texas fashion question. Okay, I actually got into trouble like a year and a half ago because I was in East Texas, a little further away from your district, and I was wearing some pre. I, I gotta be honest with you, I was wearing a dope pair. 
of white cowboy boots. They were ostrich. They were the real deal. But there were some East Texans that couldn't mess with them. How do I fare in Houston if I show up in white cowboy boots? I'll tell you what. In Texas, in Houston, if you show up in cowboy boots, you can wear whatever you want, and we will appreciate it. Come one, come all. Anybody's boot game is their own boot game. We love it down here, especially if you're not from here. No, that's that's the right attitude, Wesley Hunt. I got, I got, I'm going to pass that along to the East Texans. Don't expect to win an election there, though, because they are not with you. Don't worry. (laughs) Stick with the 38th district if you want to see this work out. Done. <laughs> so so much to get into. I want to throw one at you, though. It's kind of a California question, but it affects everybody because they're trying to force it on the rest of the country. OK, there's no power in California. OK, this whole green, uh, this Green New Deal thing is failing the people of California. It's not getting a lot of press coverage, uh, but they're pushing electric vehicles and, you know, trying to tell us, you know, we don't need any more gas gas vehicles. Uh, is there any world where Wesley Hunt can co-sign this chicanery? Under no circumstances should this be acceptable for any state. This is a free market capitalist society. End of discussion. And you're forcing people to buy EVs, but then they can't even charge them. It's absolutely hysterical. And so I was actually just talking to a good buddy of mine, and we're finding out that that if you want to buy a gas-powered vehicle from California, you could actually get up to $10,000 off because they're trying to force everybody away from that. So as a side note, Go buy a gas-powered car in, uh, in California. It, only, it actually only costs you $600 to ship it over this way, by the way. Do it. <laughs> it's, man, it's so nuts. And I've never seen such a stranger time in that everybody in the Democratic Party is trying to sell us failure as success. Like Kamala Harris yesterday, with a straight face, said the border is secure. If the border is secure, by that metric, everyone is sober at Mardi Gras and nobody's gambling in Las Vegas. Right. (laughs) You're exactly right. And to add to that, too, Kamala Harris was made the, quote, border czar, but yet the vice president, who was a border czar, has actually never been down to the border. So, of course, she has no idea that we've had four and a half million people enter our country illegally and enough fentanyl to kill every American five times. She has no idea what it's doing in Texas and what it's doing in rising crime just right here in Texas. She has no idea that our governor is, is, is being forced to ship busloads worth of migrants to other parts of the country so that everybody can understand that every single state is a border state. So obviously she makes these comments, but quite frankly, I think she knows exactly what she's saying if she is saying, if she is saying a bold Lie. Yeah, I agree. We're talking to Wesley Hunt. He is, of course, a superstar GOP candidate for Congress in the 38th Congressional District of Texas, not buying what Kamala Harris is selling. There's a big learn. There's two things in play here, too. OK, obviously, we talked about fentanyl the last time you were on the show. It's a leading killer of yeah. adults in the country. But at the same time, as we're at the anniversary of 9-11, OK, terrorism is a concern. And if the border's wide open, you're not really, you know, they say defense wins championships. You're not really playing defense defense against terrorism if your borders open. You know, that's exactly right. And we have no idea who's entering this country illegally. And as we, you know, we were talking about the fentanyl crisis uh, just last time. Look, look, today, 300 adults are going to die today from, from a fentanyl overdose. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, 300 more adults are going to die from a fentanyl overdose. So you, so you would think that if a, if, a, if a plane full of people died every single day, that there would be some 
sense of urgency yeah. to stop what's happening at the border, and these people are doing absolutely nothing. And then you're right about identifying those terrorists that could easily get across the border right now, too. This is an issue of national security. It's an issue of national health. It's an issue of national sovereignty. And this administration is letting us down. Yeah, it's bizarre, you know, because you would think, you know, like if we were playing team ball right now, okay, the things we're going after in this order, it's border, crime, economy. That's it. That's those are the three yeah. things you go out to tell you. That's how you turn the whole country around. And it's really right. weird that they just they pick the wrong battles. Do you think it's because I wanted to ask you this? Okay, you're a guy. You know, you West Point grad. You save the serve the country in the army. Do you think the people in Washington, because they rely pretty heavily on like focus groups and stuff like that, do they just not get out and talk to human beings? Because I don't get the feeling when you're ripping through the 38th congressional district of Texas, they're yelling at you yeah. about climate change or gender pronouns. So do you think the focus groups just need to spend some time in Houston? Like, what would you advise? Something like that. I think these people, you know, live in these echo chambers and their issues are not the issues of mainstream America. Mm -hmm. And and these people are, are, are behaving like like, like, you know, I have two kids in my house. I have two little girls in my house. And, and let's say I was sleeping and our house caught on fire mm-hmm. and it was smoke and everybody was ran in my room. They said, Daddy, Daddy, the house is burning down. And mm-hmm. I looked up and I went back to sleep and said, we're, we're going to be all right and did nothing. <laughs> you, you should be calling 911. You should be calling the fire department. Yeah. And yet these people are doubling down while the house is burning down. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they just don't want to listen to mainstream America. You have guys like Pete Buttigieg, who are these, you know, liberal elites, Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris, liberal elites, and they think that they know what's best for the entire country without actually talking to everyday Americans. Spot on. So true. The only place our our paths diverge right there is my family wouldn't wake me up if the house was on fire because they want that insurance money. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) They leave you in. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my wife wants that insurance money, man. Like you, you could tell when you took out too much life insurance, you know, because she starts recommending like, you know, I come home with a stub toe. She's like, yeah, they should pull the plug. He wouldn't want to live this way. I'm like, it's okay. He yeah. doesn't want it. Yeah. I'm like, Jenny, I'm not even plugged into anything. What do you mean? Pull the plug. It's a stub toe. I got nine more. I'll be fine. You got to be careful. Again, defense wins championships. Wesley Hunt. I'm telling you because right. I care. Um, rest of the campaign going good. Where can I send people? What's your website? Oh, please, WesleyForTexas.com, F-O-R, WesleyForTexas.com. The campaign is going great. We're going to finish up strong. We're going to make sure you take back our country. Um, the new Congressional District 38 is a, is a pretty it's a pretty good district for us, but that doesn't mean that we're going to take it for granted. So any support that you would lend would be greatly appreciated. All right, we are on the case, and I owe my man Brandon Gonzalez down in – got to go down to Texas to Damon's Real Barbecue. It's about 40, miles, uh, 40 minutes south of Houston. So I'm going to be down there oh, yeah. eating barbecue, so I'll let you know when I'm down there. We can straighten this mess out. Okay, let me brother? know. I'll, I'll join you. I'll join you. Oh, come on, Wesley Hunt. Now we're hanging out. Let's All do it. All right, good Let's call. Bring yeah. some bail money. I'll see you soon. Take care. The great Wesley Hunt. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) I'm on more than everybody. Shut your face. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to interview this next guest. Did that sound convincing? I've been rehearsing it all day. He's actually the most difficult guest I have on my show. But oddly enough... 
one of the favorite guests, if not the favorite, the man who claims he carries the whole program, the man who will be tasked with carrying the Clark Rams to victory today, Lincoln Fayler in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, what's up? Do you still stand by your declaration that you're carrying the show? Oh, yeah. Because you did not carry this commercial break. Can we well, just get that the out amount, of the way? But think of it. I, all of my drops that are on the show, mm-hmm. think of all the time it takes up per week or something. A couple minutes, but a couple minutes every week is more than some people get on the show. Oh, that no, been no, listen to me. Make no mistake about it. You were huge. You were a huge presence on the show. Like, when I go on the road, that's all they want to ask when you're about. When you're uh, getting it, yeah, exactly. When you're on the road, no one's going to ask you about a guy you had on two weeks ago if he's with you. They're no, no, ask they always I'm ask with me. You. They're like, is Lincoln really special needs? <laughs> is, is he as slow as he sounds on the radio? I'm kidding. Did you hear that at the last meet and greet we went to with Mommy, some old woman flashed me? Yes. <laughs> you're missing out, Link, man. All this football practice, but of course, that's the big headline tonight. A lot of people, a lot of amateurs are talking about the Broncos playing the Seahawks tonight, but I think everybody knows the Clark Rams versus East Rockaway today at 530 Eastern Standard Time. That's the big game. How you feeling? Good. Is it awesome to walk the hallways with a jersey on? Yeah. When you walk in with your jersey, you're like one of like 40 other people that actually are a part of it. Yeah, no qu- Well, that's it's cool. It's very unique. Although, to be clear, if you were to walk into the school tomorrow uh, or t- Wednesday or Thursday with a Jets jersey, you could oh, also you get flame. Yeah, but you could also argue you're wearing a high school jersey, no? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just... Joe Flacco just sucks, man. So really quick, before we preview your game, let's get through week one of the NFL. Everybody listening, you might not know this, Lincoln is a big Steeler fan. And uh, the Steelers, I don't know if the refs bet the Bengals or, or what the hell was going on. There were so many stupid penalties in the back end of that game, but they won a phenomenal game. It was yeah. outrageous. It was amazing. Are you all right there? Yeah. What just happened? Headphones are glitching, but we're good. Oh, what are they doing? Making noise? I, I guess, but. Lincoln Fail is in studio. It's a season opener today. It is his high school debut on the Clark Rams defensive line. Um, should my viewers, should my listeners... We're talking Fox Nation. We're talking radio. Last year, the Rams were four and one or five and one on this show. I believe it was five and one. Should they be betting the Rams today? What do we need to know? Yes. You think so? Uh, Clark has beat East Rockaway every year for like twenty years straight. Is that true? Yeah. Get out of here, and you guys can probably outdrink them too. Yeah. Na- I mean Nassau County. I mean Division could outdrink Clark. Like, didn't you guys scrimmage my old high school? Yeah. Were they sober? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> did they? Did they smell like Zima? <laughs> they did back in my high school days. Uh, what if so far you're a week into high school? Uh, what What's been your takeaway? How's it going, man? Everybody uh, wants to know. It's good. I mean, like, it's not much different from last year. It's like yeah. the same thing, same exact building, just opposite side of it. Yeah, the way Lincoln School works is the middle school is attached to the high school. So he's basically just in a different set of hallways, right? But they can't really stuff you in a locker because you're like 6'8". You no, don't fit. I can't even stuff my backpack in a locker. Is that true? Yeah. Ah, oh, Lincoln Fela. Is that because you got too many books or uh, no, are you smuggling contraband? Lockers. What am I missing? Tiny lockers. Really? Yeah. Oh, Lincoln Fela in the house, sporting a tiny locker, airing the gripes. You don't sound happy heading into the game. I'm going to get the principal on the phone. What do you want me to do here? I'm good. It's just the lockers are very small. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird complaint. I never had anything to put in there, like a couple of books and what? Like you walking around with a six foot hero? Well, to, what are you well, bringing? You to, well, you have to carry around your bag everywhere, and it kind of yeah, is big bag. Is there are a lot more books in high school compared to middle school. Everything's on the Chromebooks. Oh, so it's actually not so bad. So what do you need all this locker space for? Well, they're like, not. Are you on no. the pot? 
No, but uh, <laughs> do you have like a bong, no, like a typical, hookah pipe? No, talk to me. Typical high school lockers are like tall, thin, long lockers. These uh-huh. are just short, little, maybe two feet tall. Really? Yeah, they're small. Are they trying to like downsize lockers like they're doing with cars? Is Gavin Newsom in charge of the lockers? Most you got to shrink no, your Kathy, locker. Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul, my goodness gracious. What do kids think of her? Do they even talk about her? I hope not. I have I know nothing she's done. All I know is she replaced Cuomo. Yeah, handsy Andy Cuomo, who was a little, let's be honest. Italian. <laughs> is that what he said? He's like, you don't understand my Italian culture. Do you remember right, back Rocky. when he was groping women? Yeah. But that's what he said. He's like, you don't understand if that was like, we're half Italian. Do we ever show up to like a family party and ask somebody to play strip poker? No. I mean, maybe if these people were a little in better shape, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's got better looking relatives. But I'm not. The point is, I'm not buying it, Cuomo. Uh, Liga Fail is in the house. It's his season debut. Clark Rams, 530 Eastern time. They're heading into East Rockaway. I'm actually showing up to the game. Do you believe I'm coming, or do you think this is one of these well, deadbeat dad it's, move, moves? It's a 40-minute drive from Clark, so it's a long drive there. Yeah, so I do need, like, the Long Island Railroad to cooperate. I need a couple of things to go right. But I have every intention of being there. Definitely some homework to be done during launch, so I don't have it when I get home. Is that the plan? Yeah. All right, we'll get in the zone. I mean, the only thing that matters to my audience is not your homework. They don't care about the commute. They care about victory. They want victory at all costs. Are you guaranteeing a victory for the audience? Well, game's not over oh. till it's over, but I'm confident about You're confident. Yes. Will you carry the Rams as much as well, you claim to carry this we show? <laughs> well, the thing is, we, our defense plays together. They like oh. to play together. They mm-hmm. play team football. They don't go for, like, the solo tackles. They go for what's going to make us play Gang better. tackle. Yes. That's what they tell we you to do. Yeah, we contain. Are you going to uh, chase down a cameraman like Lawrence Taylor? Yeah, that was pretty funny the other day. I don't even know if we have cameramen. <laughs> no, you do. There's I'll guys have you on the recording silent. in the stands. There's uh, me and Lincoln have been watching Lawrence Taylor highlights and LT. You know, he get a little hopped up on booger sugar, snort the thirty yard line. In one of the montages that Lincoln and I watched, he actually like jumps at a cameraman and the cameraman runs away. But you know what? I think that gets the other team unnerved. I think that yeah. might work. Maybe you rattle him a little bit. Uh, one more question while I got you here. Why are you uh, impersonating me all the time now? It's just funny to do. You get angry. I can I can do a pretty good impersonation of you. I walk around calling myself the champ from time to time, and it's kind of like a joking thing. So now Lincoln will just always interject into anything going on in our family. He'll be like, oh, the champ's making lunch. Oh, the champ. Champ's a little tired. Champ's busy. making moves, man. That's all I can say. Defense wins championships. <laughs> I do. I do have, uh, like, Lincoln, an arrested development thing where I talk in sports cliches a lot. Like, yeah. walks as good as a hit. It's a long season. Nobody goes undefeated. Yeah. That's what I come from because that's a guy thing because we learn to yeah. communicate through sports. You know what I mean? And at this age, that's how I'm you supposed to say Joe Biden's punting uh, on third down. Oh, Joe Biden sends in the punt team on second down. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden, I don't even know if he knows who the punt team is. He's been a little nuts lately. He's shaking hands with the uh, invisible people. Yeah, I think Joe Biden might be snorting whatever you have in that tiny locker of yours. <laughs> what, I'm, I've really got to look into this locker situation. I, I was fired up to talk football, but I feel like i got to hire a private eye now is what i got to do, Lincoln Fela. Uh Listen, man, good luck today. Everybody's fired up about the season. Clark Rams, uh, East Rockaway, 5.30 game. Uh, but we're betting the Rams, Link, man. Mm-hmm. The, the American people. Uh, we heard today from Janet Yellen that the economy's going into a recession. Uh, Biden's yelling about, like, MAGA fascism, which means he's out, out of ideas. Oh, yeah. Which means it's kind of up to you. Do you think Biden's uh, finished now? Yeah. 
you know, you're not feeling good about you this. You know, Aunt Fran always likes to say she'll vote for you. So <laughs> my Aunt Fran keeps saying I should run for president. She doesn't know that they investigate your background if you run exactly. for president. I run into a lot of trouble if they delve into my 20s. And heaven forbid they find out about my dirtbag kid. Mm. God, the things you've probably said in Fortnite chat rooms. Oh. <laughs> how many yeah, we're gonna have to like blow up my xbox i was gonna say how many xbox files are out there that would sink oh. my battleship because of things you've said maybe i don't i'm not even that bad on xbox but if it has data saved of me in a game with jonathan oh, oh you and no. your cousin lincoln and his cousin get a little rowdy on the xbox that's why every time someone always messages me they're like, yeah, I would like my son to meet up with Lincoln online and they could play Xbox together. I'm like, hell no. I let anybody anywhere near this son hear what you and your friends are doing on Xbox. Lincoln has two Jewish brothers. They're Jewish brothers. They're brothers. They're Jewish. But they play Xbox till 2 in the morning and start calling each other anti-Semitic names. I've heard this, Lincoln. I had to break this up. It was like Jewish kid on Jewish kid crime. I'm like, what's going on here? So the point is, if you're one of those dads that messages me like, yeah, I want my kid to get together with Lincoln. I do not want your kid to get together with Lincoln. I would rather your kid hang out with the Wu-Tang Clan and get high than hang out with my dirtbag kid number 64. Lincoln, win the game today, would you? All right. No pressure. The whole country. She's counting on you. Right. This show is over. Pay up, get out, uh, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fallon. You're the worst. The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.